1: Emergency podcast. Emergency podcast. Who gave me the sirens? Is it Zach or Chris?
0: It was not me. <laughs> Congratulations, Zach. You're his favorite now.
1: Uh, not now. It's been that way for a little while. Welcome to On the Bench. I'm Brendan Boyne. joined by Chris Knee, Zach Blostein. I combined both your names into Boyne, which inappropriate family show, uh, because we have. It hasn't been often that we've got a lot of you know good news to talk about, so I want to relish in that. I want to enjoy a reason to be excited, and that's FSU got a pretty big commitment today, retroactively kind of, for the 2022 class, and that's from defensive tackle. A. Obami Tafasi, three-star prospect out of Maryland, but someone with a ton of upside, very intriguing. Uh, gentlemen, uh, this is big, right? This is this is a reason to to celebrate today.
0: Yeah, anytime you can get a monster in the middle Who has a lot of untapped potential And is very talented already Yeah, it, it, celebrate those Alright,
1: before we get into the the Iowa recruitment and what it means For Florida State, I just need to say something I don't care if you guys are mean to me uh, I do care <laughs> I'm used to that, it's my lot in life But if you guys come for Zach So God help me I will come to your house And I will f- Come for your- He's my wow, you gotta edit that part out. I guess I have to.
2: Probably, it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. I deserve some of it. But Zach appreciates the support that you're giving him. I'm sure.
1: I don't know yeah. if he does. He looks uncomfortable right now.
2: I don't know if I need that much support.
1: Okay, I'll i will reel back it. a little bit. <laughs> all right, so Zach, uh, walk us through the last 24 hours because, as much as a, a retroactive 2022 class edition. In mid June, can be this? This had a little bit of a wild ride element to, to it. That was that was kind of fun to, to see play out,
2: yeah. Describe fun, um, but no, Florida State, <laughs> F- Florida State got him on the last official over the weekend. Um, he took three officials in a row Virginia Tech, Arkansas, then FSU. He leaves that FSU official telling us in a great uh, on campus live interview. Um, that he's going to take a few days and then come to a decision as he's going to be enrolling. At his next stop on Wednesday, um, I posted an update last night. Io called me after getting out of a workout, telling me that he had come to a decision um, and that he planned to announce that decision today um, or early Wednesday. It ended up happening today on Tuesday, as we record this. Um, FSU expressed confidence in him over the weekend um, during his official visit. One hundred percent, they not one hundred percent. They felt they were going to they were going to get him. Um, but they definitely had a lot of confidence um, coming out of it. Um, But on Monday, we started to hear confidence from Arkansas side um, and in checking with FSU staff, there hadn't been a lot of communication um, with IO himself uh, since the visit. Um, They were, they were scheduled to get a call late that night um, on Monday night, you know, kind of expressing IO's decision. um, And that that didn't happen. Um, So then, Tuesday rolls around. Uh, Chris and I are, are working things, trying to figure out more about what's going on. Io, Io texts me and lets me know that his decision will be announced at 4.30 p.m. Um, on Tuesday. Not long after, uh, Chris got some got word that there's there more FSU confidence. Um, and then I got final confirmation that, that Florida State fully expected his, his commitment. Um, and then at 4.30 p.m., Io announces for Florida State.
0: So to add to what Zach just shared with you, Arkansas maintained confidence throughout the weekend. They felt very good when he exited the visit there that they had wrapped it up, or not wrapped it up necessarily, but felt like they were going to get him. That continued throughout the FSU visit, and it continued into Monday. And when I checked on things last evening, that was still the case. And when I checked on things this morning, that was still the case. I believe their defensive line coach had a great deal of confidence that the kid was going to end up in Fayetteville. With FSU, as Zach mentioned, things got kind of weird last evening with uh, communication. Don't know why that was. Doesn't matter in the end. He communicated what mattered this afternoon to the staff that he was coming here. About an hour or so later, he made it public, let everybody know. You know, it's an excellent get for FSU. FSU put in a great deal of work here. They've been on him quite hot and heavy for some time. They had gone up and seen him multiple times or at least one time before they offered And then I believe on the second visit is when they kind of decided to pull the trigger, got him down here for the visit. He's a great-looking kid. Uh, I think the measurements were 6'3 and 3 quarters, around 3'10-ish. Arkansas, he was like 3'07. FSU, he's like 3'11. So he's right there in that ballpark after a lot of official – hey, official visit mails are a hell of a lot of food, okay? And my man can eat. Um, Sodium. So, uh, you know, FSU – did a very, very good job there. Odell Higgins, John Papuchas, both deserve a great deal of credit. Others among the staff do as well. Uh, conversation with Ryan Bartow played a role in the whole, I can go back to 22 from 23, which we'll dive into here a little bit more in a minute with him uh, with regards to the whole classification deal with his recruitment. And I think in the end that the thing that won out for FSU was plain and simply Odell Higgins in NFL production. And I always kind of new to all this. He doesn't get everything that's going on with recruiting. He's not one of these guys that's been paying a lot of mind to it for a really long time. It's been kind of a short, condensed process for him. But he has potential to be a really, really good player. And I think, you know, when you look at the facts, of what Odell Higgins has done at his position over his tenure in his career at one institution where he's not going to go anywhere, and he's going to continue to do it. That that stood out to the young man. I think that played a huge role in why he decided FSU was ultimately the right place for him beyond relationships being something that he very much liked. So should we dive into the, uh, 22, 23 part of this whole thing with him
1: real quick on each shenanigans and we get back to serious stuff. Okay. So he's ranked the, the 678th prospect now in the 2022 class, which will be a little foreshadowing. Uh, I just did a little class calculator action. Now, God knows I've messed this up before, so this is not set in stone, but, but if my calc- my calculations are correct, if you add him to this class, as well as Dante Anderson, Chris, FSU has 252.81 points in the team rankings. That would put FSU at 12th nationally, ahead of Florida, ahead of Miami. Please, for the love of God, so I can put the upside down you back on Twitter. Add Dante Anderson to the class. Add Dante Anderson to the class. Add Dante add da- no. to the
2: class. Chris is not here for it.
0: My
1: you would rather see me burn than FSU class be ranked tires. I wouldn't say that.
0: They're on about even playing. <laughs> um, all right. So the 22-23 portion of this conversation, he was going to go to Myrtle Beach prep next year and sit, or not sit for a year, but play prep for a year. And then he would go to college and be immediately eligible. Instead, he's going to be part of 22 class. He will sit out this coming season essentially as an academic red shirt. Now, he's a very intelligent kid. Zach can attest to this from our conversations with him over the weekend. He's very smart. He's very sharp. I don't know exactly why he's in that position academically. At some point, I'm sure I'll get that story. But he's not one of these kids I'm concerned about him coming to the college level and struggling to stay there academically. He's not that at all. But because of the situation he is in, as a 22 prospect, he will sit this coming season. It's similar to what Travis J and DeMory Tate have dealt with in recent years from an FSU perspective. But in reality, he's a defensive tackle. Most defensive tackles as freshmen is extremely limited. The amount of uh, play, snaps, reps that they're going to get, he will still be able to practice. They'll still be able to develop. It's a good thing. FSU is essentially getting him for that extra year of development instead of having to wait for him from a prep academy, potentially.
1: All right, Chris, you called him a monster in the middle. Uh, we got a chance. Did you shake his hand? Chris, Zach and I did. Did you shake his hand?
0: I believe so. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a huge kid, um, and he stands out when he first walked in the building. I forget who it was among the media contingent was there, but they thought it was a parent. <laughs> um, he's not all that old looking in the face when you're talking to him, but physically, he just looks a part of a guy who's been around doing it a long, long time—not mm-hmm. some 17 year old who's about to turn 18 in July. Uh, I love him on film. I mean, I, I think he he's raw. There's a lot he's got to work on. But when it comes to deep tackles, I want him big, I want him mean, I want him physical, I want him violent, and he are, he is all of those above things. He can do it. Now, there's a lot of technique, a lot of refinement that has to come. There's going to be some growing pains with him. He's going to learn under Odell, and he's going to need to learn under Odell. But what he is capable of being, I think, is pretty damn good.
1: Zach, this is something that you touched on in one of the threads, and uh, I thought it was a fair point. And obviously, it could be a little polarizing when you have to take the sobering reality of like where Florida State stands. And we were looking, you know, in the recruiting pantheon. And if you had lost a recruiting battle to Arkansas, I mean, a couple years ago, Mike Revelle gets here and beats Arkansas and Ole Miss for Robert Scott, a kid from Arkansas. Uh, so if you had lost IO to Arkansas, that just optically would not have been great would not felt great wouldn't have impacted the 2022 roster at all and and probably not really have a profound impact on 2023 but you want to win these battles and develop uh in the trenches and and just across the board so to get this win i I imagine you're in lockstep with me this this felt pretty good to to go ahead and get this little w uh late in the recruiting process
2: definitely um and to clarify like what i said on on the board uh i meant that because of the state of the program and how the past couple of years have been um, and in the Mike Norvell tenure so far through the first two years of it, um, it's not a good look for Florida state to, to lose out and recruit to Arkansas um, based on, you know, where they stand nationally. O- obviously Arkansas this past year, they went nine and four. Um, they killed it in the transfer portal. They're doing great in 2023. So this is, a this is a huge win for Florida state in my opinion. You know, I, I think, going up against a school that's looked at um, from recruits and just media and anyone in general nationally, um, Sam Pittman's looked at better, I'm sure, than Mike Norvell right now um, in both on the field and recruiting. But for Mike Norvell to go ahead and win out in this recruitment, obviously Odell Higgins played a huge role in that and his production um, of guys that he's coached to the NFL level. Um, But it's a big deal, Um, and and I wanted to clarify that because I know like you said, that was a pretty polarizing um, idea. But it's more so the fact that like, because of all the events that have led us here, it's not a great look to see Florida State um, have the opportunity or the possibility to lose out and recruits at Arkansas. Obviously, that didn't happen, so we don't even, we don't even have to talk about it. Sorry. That thread
0: really took on a life of its own, and I'm so glad I sat it out. To the end. I gave him the happy ending. You're good at that. Whoa, good show. <laughs> hey, Brendan, <laughs> calm down over there. I think I it's felt, worth mentioning. Go ahead. I, well,
1: I was saying, I just personally had to was I went to sleep around 9.30 last night, and I woke up this morning to Elmo sticking his hands out in the air with a, a bunch of fire around him uh, on the message board. I said, what, what happened?
0: Worth mentioning, 22 class, now that's kind of starting to near its actual conclusion. With this news, Tay Woody officially making it in, they did a hell of a job in the trench on both sides of the ball. Yeah, so uh, let's O-line. talk. Let's
1: talk about Tay Woody real quick, Chris. If you want to okay. throw people in that knew that he was going to potentially, we planned that he was going to be arriving on Monday. But if you want to go ahead and let them know what happened,
0: yeah, if you officially announced him as enrolled, he is now part of the class here. His situation was always academics, having to get him in order and making sure it made sense to bring him in. In the sense of, can he handle it? Is he a guy that will be here in another twelve months from an academic standpoint? At this point, I presume based on conversations that the staff and him have had throughout that process of him committing here and then eventually enrolling here, that they feel comfortable about what he will have to do to make sure he maintains a GPA that allows him to remain at FSU. Because you don't want to do a disservice to a kid of bring him into a situation where he can't uh, thrive. And I think that was an actual concern FSU had in that situation with Tate Woody. But talent-wise, he's a hell of a football player. He Can be really good. I think he's a center all the way, especially if he can snap it effectively. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to watching FSU develop a big body at that position that they're going to have for multiple years, hopefully.
1: Let's get into the trenches. As I'm going to let you talk about this, Chris, I'm almost done adding up all the weights of what they added, but through the transfer portal, through just sheer numbers in the 2022 recruiting cycle, uh, they really beef up the, the trenches. I don't know how much, you know, how many dividends that's going to pay, uh, immediately, but. You know, as you're trying to solidify this program, uh, this feels significant as you, you try to establish the trenches to be healthier than it's been in recent years.
0: So on the offensive line, we spoke on Woody. They also added from the high school ranks, Julian Armella, talented kid from Aquinas, looks like a tackle body. on a seven-tier guy from Lee County up in Leesburg, Georgia. Jalen Early, who's a bit of an inside-outside guy from Texas. I think he had a little something with his knee cleaned up upon arriving. That's pretty normal for guys to get something checked out. We've talked about Woody Daughtry, Daughtry Richardson, who is a Tallahassee-Miami. He's bounced back and forth playing at Godby and then finishing up at Miami Central in his high school career. He's a bit more of a lean tackle body type, more of a developmental type. But he's a guy that they have some high hopes for down the road. And then cooking with Kanaya, big man Kaniya Charlton, who's going to be an excellent interior lineman once he gets it all figured out. He's a guy that they love. Those are all high school offensive linemen that they've had. Then, obviously, they went into the portal. They had Demetri Emanuel, an interior offensive lineman with a great deal of experience, who has a familiarity with the offensive line coach here from his time at Charlotte. They also had Kanan Lyles, a potential starter at center from Wisconsin, to by way of Lamar via Louisiana. So that's the offensive line haul. Then you flip to the defensive line. You got uh, Io admitted today, obviously, as we mentioned, won't be somebody that contributes next year, but will be somebody that can get into the process of developing within the program, which is equally important. Then you have others like Daniel Lyons, who they're extremely high on, Aaron Hester from the Jacksonville area. He's kind of an outside edge. Bishop Thomas, an interior guy, a little bit raw, but very athletic. Uh, you also have uh,
1: – oh, got Bishop uh, Thomas, Daniel Lyons, uh, Aaron Hester, Jared Verse. Dante. I was trying to
0: remember from the high school ranks. It's Dante Anderson because he's not on the list of signings. That's why I had Let's, a moment of forgetting
1: this. We're going to count him now, right?
0: Maybe, just for you to know. Yes! But Dante Anderson is a guy, whether we're going to call him a PWO, whether he eventually gets on scholarship, which I think we all believe is something that's going to eventually happen for him. He's a guy that they like. He's a speed rush edge. He's an outside, kind of sweep it in kind of guy. And then they go in the portal and they get Jared Verse, who a lot of people considered one of the best, if not the best guys, in the portal at a non-skill position, like quarterback, wide receiver, those types, as an edge. And, you know. It's a very good group. I don't think I left anybody out there. I um, think we that's all everyone. Soon, but I don't think we'll see him on the defensive line. But you win in the trenches, you lose in the trenches. FSU has prepared themselves to have some immediate help, mostly with those portal guys, and then some long-term help with developmental and whatnot on the offensive and defensive line. I think this puts them at 18 offensive linemen on the roster next year on scholarship, and the D-line group is going to be in the ballpark of, what, 11 or 12? Uh, I think it's 11 with Tafasi. If Anderson does get on scholarship, I think it would be 12.
1: That sounds right. So I counted it up. I've got 15 offensive line or defensive line additions in this past cycle. That's a total of 4,431 pounds, average of 295 pounds per player. Uh, So getting beefy at Florida State. Uh, And speaking of beef, we got one more trench note to get to. I have to go take broccoli out of the oven. Uh, Zach, if you want to update us on a one more potential addition or, or something that is possibly brewing that's worth discussing in the trenches.
2: Yeah, so South Carolina offensive line transfer, Justin Turrentine, we've reported you know, several times over the past couple months since he entered the transfer portal, I believe at the end of April, that FSU was involved with him. Um, it's been a little confusing just because um, there's been a lot of aspects to this recruitment that have changed. Uh, at first we were hearing that they were going to offer him a full scholarship. Uh, then it was a PWO, you know, right now things are still shaky. Um, the thing to note though, is that he could be taking an official visit to Florida state this weekend. It's not a sure thing Florida State's state still working out on their side. Um, you know, determining if they want to bring him in. Um, but, but Justin, if uh, able to plans to take an official visit to Florida state this weekend, he announced on Twitter that he was deciding between Florida State and Michigan State. Um, I think both schools are kind of in a wait and see with him um, based on numbers. You know, we'll see what uh, he told us in person that he wants to be on scholarship at wherever place he goes. He's coming from a power five school in in South Carolina and he wants to go to another one on scholarship. Um, But it'll be interesting to see. Obviously, Florida State just added another guy um, to their scholarship limit in IO. Um, so I believe they have one left, Brendan, am I right?
1: Uh, you know what, Zach, I've always believed that the numbers work themselves out. So I don't have a full count. I mean, there's some variables, a Dustin Hill and, um, yeah, just, yeah, he should not be named on this podcast.
2: Yeah. So there's a couple guys. Um, we'll mention in a bit, Damon, David, the defensive back from Oregon that visited over the weekend, he could be another addition that, that could happen soon. Mm -hmm. Um, so there's a few guys that, that I think if FSU lands. You know, it could um, mean that they don't go after Justin anymore, based on if, if he wants a full scholarship. Um, so we'll monitor it. Um, this thing could change over the next week or so, uh, but we'll keep you guys posted on those 24 seven whether the official visit happens or not.
1: And I don't, I'm not entirely sure that right now Justin has a scholarship offer from a. Power 5 program. That's his intent to play Power 5 football in his final year of college eligibility. I don't know right now if that's something that's going to happen. That could all change. Uh, someone could come in with one. Numbers might work themselves out to where Florida State or Michigan State come through with that. But, but right now, it doesn't seem like either school's in a hurry to do that. And that's why, gentlemen, is why I said you, you don't use a scholarship right away on him in that piece we did last week on Dolls 24-7 because someone like A.O. can pop up and, you know, there you go.
2: Okay.
0: Chris Thanks, isn't Brian. here for you it. you want a pat on the back, buddy? You want mm-hmm.
1: some No, I just want uh,
0: acknowledgement. Yeah, I guess I do.
1: I guess I do want to pat on the back. Okay. Thank you. Reach around and do it, it, buddy. Reach around and do it. You oh, reach. Re- kid. show.
0: You, you really struggle with your maturity at times. Um. So Damon, David, AK. You're wearing,
1: you're wearing a cartoon on your T-shirt right now.
0: Is that We're Ghostbusters? In the, yeah, it's Ghostbusters. I'm Marshmallow Man, of course. I'm wearing Marshmallow Man from Ghostbusters 2. It was my favorite scene. Get over it. It just popped in there.
1: What? What just popped in there? I,
2: I, I tried to think. Look!
0: It's the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man. Damon David, aka Scoops. I think that decision is probably coming sooner rather than later. I would frame it as – Just just one would, scoop, not multiple scoops, Chris. Come on. Scoop. I'm sorry. Singular. Chris Parson.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think that one is coming this week. Uh, I don't want to set an exact time frame because I hate setting exact time frames until we're sure that's when the time frame is going to play out that way. But, yeah, I think sooner rather than later – His exit interview on Sunday, he did not sound like somebody who's about to entertain a whole lot of other schools. Always the possibility of one coming along and saying, hey, take a visit before you decide. That's an outside possibility. But as of right now, if it's really just FSU on that one. I think you wanted to go home and make sure it was the right decision for him. But if it is, that's not a scholarship claimed, And we get into the whole category of is actually a scholarship available for a guy like Jazz? And is that where you use the last scholarship you have? Or do you reward somebody such as a Dante Anderson? With Carter, And that's all in discussion for another day. But Damon David is the, the next guy who would most likely bet on being in FSU's 22 class and possibly being the guy that wraps up said class. Show crystal ball, Chris. No, I don't do crystal balls anymore. Why bother? Well, all
1: right. So that's it for this episode of On the Bench. Uh, we will be out and about at Florida State and around Florida State covering what will be a massive big man camp as well as a even more massive seven-on-seven seven tournament with about 50 teams there in person. Uh, rumor has it that Zach is going to be following Ricky Collins around for about five hours straight. No, you're not?
2: Don't I don't clean. want to give away our
1: coverage plan. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, we'll save it for the people to figure it out when we provide video of them later. All right, but that's it for On the Bench. Uh, a reason to celebrate to feel good. FSU goes ahead, beats an SEC program uh, for a coveted trench player. That's always good news. And yeah, we'll uh, I talk to you guys next week. This time, I think I mean it. Peace out.